end, you had basically said that Amanda could schedule a meeting if she wanted to, and that um, we should, she could call you if she wanted you to be at the meeting. And that just seemed a little strange to me because I was kind of expecting you guys to be a little more proactive in advocating for Amanda. But I'm happy to go over the reasons, the specific um examples of how ICWA is being violated in this case. If you need me to, I'm happy to email that to you if you want. Um, I don't know what would be best for you at this point. Um, either, either way, it's fine. Whatever, if this is not a good time uh, for you, uh, I, an email is certainly fine with me. No, I, I have time. Honestly, this is like a real priority for me right now, um, especially considering that Amanda has a hearing today. So um, if I could just quickly go over some of the facts of the case um, just to make it. And I will email you to follow up just so you have a written record as well. But if you don't mind me explaining it to you a little bit, that um, I think would be helpful. So basically. Absolutely. And one thing I do want to clear up, though, is we don't advocate for parents. That, that's not what we're here for. Our purpose is to make sure that it was not being violated. So we don't advocate on behalf of mom or dad. Right. I appreciate that. I, I um I guess I was a little unclear about that because I thought that aside from upholding equal, which I do believe should be upheld, I think that's really important, and that alone should get this case thrown out. I thought that the Choctaw Nation was there to provide support um for families, and I thought that would come through that specific department of the Choctaw Nation. So I, I that was a huge misunderstanding. Amanda thought that you guys were there to provide support and advocacy as well. So I appreciate you clarifying that. Well, well and, we, and we do surround the family with services. It's just, we don't represent mom, we don't represent dad. And, you know, in the way no, that, that part I know. Attorney, yeah. Right, and I get that, that you wouldn't be an attorney for her, but I would expect you to back her like her, her people, you know what I mean? Be her tribe and provide support to the family and make sure that her children aren't being taken um, for some stupid reasons. I I believe that um, active efforts when it comes to ICWA and following that law, I don't believe active efforts should simply be providing the family with gas cards so that they can get to DHS meetings. Do you get what I mean? Okay, anyway, that, that's not even an example that I mentioned as a violation of ICWA. Basically, in general, they made no active efforts to reunite this family. And there's one clear piece of evidence that proves that point, which is <clears throat> the document that the attorney provided us that's labeled active efforts. At the very bottom of that document, it says that the department had approved this case for adoption back in December of 2022. And that was only two months after they had taken the children for a, a really stupid reason. I can get into that as well. But if you look oh, at the oh, fact- what is, stupid, what is the stupid reason you keep talking about? Oh, sure. So the children were with Jason, the dad, and the baby got hurt. He had a bruise. And Jason reached out to DHS for advice on what to do. And DHS used it against him and said that he hurt the baby. But the important point here is that on June 10th, 2023, so in October, that's why the children were taken, because of the bruise on the baby, right? And in June of 2023, 
Amanda noticed in a photo, because they've been keeping her children away from her, she has not even seen them in person, but she noticed in a photo that the baby had a bruise on his forehead. She mentioned it, and DHS reported that baby Kaysen had hit his head on an entertainment center while in foster care. The injury that he got was clearly bad enough that Amanda noticed it in the photo, but then DHS said they had no concerns. So it's okay for the baby to get hurt in foster care, but if the baby gets hurt with the parents, it's considered abuse? That's ridiculous. Well, first of all, let me clarify something. There is a big difference between a bruise, which sounds very minor, and blunt force trauma. Okay? No, so, there's so not, actually. Two, two very different injuries right there. That's not true. Do you have a background in medicine? Uh, I, have a, I'm, I have a background in child welfare. I've been investigating child abuse for exactly. three decades. And I get what you're trying to say, but when a baby hits his head or, or if he gets hit with a toy or something like that, those two things are going to cause what we call a bruise. But that's not the point. The point is that they're making it seem like it's okay for the baby to get hurt in foster care, which we know children get hurt. If you have any experience with children, you know that children get hurt. They skin their knees, babies fall and bump their heads. These things happen. And then if there's a sibling group, of course there's going to be interaction between the kids and someone might hit someone with a toy or something like that. These are all very normal things. But when you try to twist it and make it seem like a parent intentionally harmed their child, that is evil. Because that is not what happened at all. And it is clear that based on the fact that the baby again got hurt in June, we see that these things happen sometimes. And it sh there should not you be know, a double standard. There should be... But you don't, you don't know that's not what happened. You, you weren't there. You don't know. You weren't there for either of these situations, but you seem to be defending one over the other. You, you are not right about that. The fact that you weren't there, you can only give a theory based on what you see as evidence. And what was seen as evidence, because I was able to view the, pic the picture as well, was a bruise on the baby's face. So there's, there, you have no evidence to support your theory that somebody intentionally and maliciously harmed that child. You have no evidence to support that. So on the active efforts, what services were denied no, it's not about services being requested and denied. Active efforts are supposed to come from the agency, and that is clearly stated in the law. It is not a matter of Amanda or Jason requesting anything. No, active efforts are supposed to be made by the agency. So we should be following the law here. I'm a qualified expert with this, and it was, so I'm well aware of what it is, but I'm asking... What was she denied? No, and I keep telling you, it's not a matter of her requesting anything that should be denied. It is a matter no, of the... There was, nothing, of, there was nothing denied to her. Okay, no, okay. you are misunderstanding the law. Active efforts are to be made by the department to reunite the family. So I'm asking you, what efforts did the department make to try to reunite this family? Okay, so the active efforts are in helping the families meet the, the goals of the, the ISP so that they can um, correct the conditions which led to the removal of the children. Okay, pause. 
I appreciate you you stating that because that is exactly what I'm responding to when I say that in December they had already approved the case for adoption, but they were playing in Amanda's face telling her that if she did X, Y, and Z from the ISP that she would get her children back, but they already knew that they wanted to adopt them out and we have that in writing. But she had already gotten the children back. No, I'm talking about from October of 2022 when they took the children to December of 2022 when they decided that they would adopt the children out. And then from there forward where they were telling Amanda to take parenting classes and things when it was obvious that they had already approved the case for adoption in December. But the thing about it is if all of the risk factors had been corrected, then uh, adoption doesn't have to remain there. We can always change case plan goals. That, okay. That can change. I get what you're saying, that that was it not a final decision, right? But I want to know if they were moving forward with approving the case for adoption and looking for approval for sibling separation. These are words that I'm reading from the paperwork. Where were the efforts to reunite the family? Because I see those efforts to permanently terminate Amanda's parental rights, but I don't see any efforts to get this family back together. If anything, I see them coming up with bogus theories on how these people harmed their children. And even if you believe Jason harmed the baby, why are Amanda's parental rights being terminated? How does that make any sense? Well, and a lot of that will come out in the hearing and the trial. Um, I will tell you this. It is up to the Choctaw Nation. Each tribe determines uh, the, the ICWA and the active efforts for their families. And at this point in time, Choctaw Nation is satisfied um, that the children are safe. Um, and unless there's a significant change in the case, we're, we are ready to proceed with this. Why? Based on what? Active efforts were provided. Based, okay, what were the active efforts? And based on what grounds are you looking to terminate Amanda's parental rights? Because obviously the risk factors have not been eliminated when the child comes back with egregious injuries. This is not, this is not true. And I'd like to know, was um, the baby taken to the doctor for the injury that was noticed on, in June? The, the injury that's alleged to have occurred from... No, the injury that DHS confirmed happened when Baby Kaysen hit his head on an entertainment center while in foster care. Um, I don't know. I'll have to, I'd have to look at that. I don't know if that he went to a medical professional. If and why would he not be given medical attention for a very similar injury to his head? A head injury, I mean, that's serious. If they didn't take the baby to seek medical attention for that, I would call that neglect. Because when the baby got hurt with Jason, he reached out to people that he thought were professionals to give him advice on what he should do to make sure his son was okay. Well, the, there are um, different circumstances in the, in the two situations. For sure. Like I said, the, the level of injury is, is completely different um, in what we're talking about. How do we know that if it wasn't assessed by a medical professional? Right? When you hit your head, you don't always have a bruise, but you could have a, con a concussion. Right. And like I said, I, I'll look and see if there was medical follow-up on that. I, I just don't have it in front of me. I, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I'm sensing extreme bias here, and I intend to point this out and forward it to 
um, <clears throat> the appropriate people. I'm sure if Amanda were to file suit in this situation against everybody for conspiring against her, that's something the attorney general would handle. So I will reach out and let the attorney general know that we intend to do that because I can see that you are in cahoots with DHS, that you are moving forward with trying to turn. What is the financial incentive here? There are no financial incentives. That's None. not true. That's not true. That's just a, a blatant lie. They okay, wouldn't be putting together. I know more about the facts of the case than you do. I've actually read through the case file. Well, you, you can pursue whatever avenues you feel are necessary on behalf of Ms. Mullinex. The tribe intends to proceed. Based on what exactly? On everything I've already discussed with you. Um, we'll be in attendance at the court hearing today. And you're going to be fighting against Amanda so that she loses her parental rights. You're going to lie and say that ICWA has been followed when we know that no active efforts have been made to reunite this family or to keep them together in the first place. No one in Choctaw Nation is telling any lies. You don't have any evidence to support what you're claiming. You say that active efforts were made, but you're not even able to give me one example. I'm, I'm driving down the road. I don't have the list in front of me. Why do you call me when you're driving down the road? This is very unprofessional. You should have reviewed the case file and you okay. should have this, answers. This so I'd like to patch Amanda into this call, please, so that you can talk to her directly and tell her why you are moving to violate, um, to terminate her parental rights. Could you do that for her? Okay, we, we, will, we will do that in the format of a family team meeting and I will request one immediately. And I need to be present at that meeting. I'm Amanda's advocate and so far everyone's been bullying her. So I'd like to be present at that meeting. I know she will want me to be there. When okay. do you think that might take place? Um, DHS uh, organizes those through their mediator. Um, so they'll be sending out an invitation. I'm just wondering like how long the turnaround time is generally speaking. Mm, usually just a matter of uh, two or three Business days, I think. Okay. Um, That's reasonable. It, does, it normally doesn't take long. Okay, perfect. Well, I okay. do appreciate you calling me back. I'm very, very disappointed in the way that you're handling this, and I do believe you're breaking the law. So I think you should look a little more closely at the facts and details of this case and maybe come up with some actual active efforts that were made to reunite this family. But thank you for your time. Uh-huh. Okay, bye.